Motivation in sales is one of the things that keeps salespeople going. And if you run out of it, it's very important for you to find ways to get back on top and to find ways for you to be motivated. Every single message you deliver is really a sales call. Either you are selling or being sold. Salespeople love to brag about their skills. And the truth is, your success in closing sales depends on your skills, your abilities, and finding the right training. And the great news is, you have come to the right place here at The How to Sell Show with your hosts, Dale Bell and Scott Sylvanbell. And be sure to join the party at howtosell.live and download your copy of The 10 Common Mistakes Salespeople Make. Aloha and welcome to the show. Today is an amazing day. Today we're going to talk about motivation. And every time I think about motivation in sales, I think of uh, Zig Ziglar. And Zig Ziglar has one of the coolest quotes about motivation. He said, people often say that motivation doesn't last. Well, neither does bathing. That's why we recommend it daily. One of the things that you'll, you'll realize from stepping away from sales is how much salespeople go through to get their job done. Now, somebody who's in an office pushing paper doesn't really go through the emotional range of issues that you have. And I'm not knocking somebody who's working in an office. I'm just saying they don't realize what it takes to be a salesperson. Sales is tough. There's tons of rejection. Everybody does not like you. <laughs> and I don't mean that like, hey, you know, you're not a likable person. It's just that there's so much out there about salespeople and the things that they do and reasons why you should not like them that it does cause a problem. And as a whole, rejection is not taught. It's not like you go to school and you're like, hey, you know what? In uh, fourth in fourth or fifth period today, I'm going to take my rejection class or I'm going to go to college. And at college, you know, uh, when I'm getting my undergrad, I'm going to get a rejection class. It doesn't work that way. As a whole in society, we're not taught a lot of re about rejection. We're not taught about how to deal with it. We're just like, hey, you know what? Go do your thing. And if you get rejected, you get rejected. And there's not a lot of good content out there on rejection. I mean, you go to Amazon, I think there's like five or six books. Uh, there's not very much good content. Rochna Jane uh, is a friend of mine, and she's got a pretty good book on rejection. Uh, I've read it. I've gone through it. It's probably one of the best ones that's out there of the five, maybe 10, 10 books that you could find to, to deal with rejection. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you the summary. Most of the books you read, they say, just go out there and try again. Like I, I could save you the 10 or 12 bucks off, off the bat. They're not really written from a perspective of a therapist. They're written from perspective of somebody who got to the top and got their face kicked in a bunch of times. So yeah, just go out there and deal with it. That's not the, that's not the best example. You know, in the world of sales, you could wake up in the morning and be on top and be closing deals. And then by the afternoon, everything's gone sideways and now it's a problem and now it's an issue. And now you feel on the bottom. This is one of the reasons why real deal you need motivation. You need the ability to be motivated. You need that recharge. You need that motivation battery. I look at this and I talk about this a lot because it doesn't matter where I go. It doesn't matter the industry or the profession that I talk to the people in. Uh, salespeople are looked at as whiners, babies, and uh, prima donnas. And the reason why this is a problem for you is your peers have this negative opinion of you. And they don't know what it's like to go through deals. They don't know what it's like to lose a deal. They don't know what it's like to live on commission. So in their mind, they look at you and you're an evil sales guy and you're an evil sales girl. And in real deal, I mean, you're trying to do the right thing to make people happy and, and get them what they need. And sometimes there's obstacles in your way and people in your way and issues in your way. 
And you know, it's, it's not, it's not always easy to be a salesperson. The people in the office, they look at you and they're like whiner, crybaby, prima donna, you make more money than me. And all you do is sit there and talk. Well, they don't understand the mental game of sitting down with a buyer and explaining why the product that's five, six, 10, 20,000, a hundred thousand dollars less, a million dollars less is not as good as your option and why you're that much better. It takes some effort. It takes some skill. And these are all things that you learn over time. And you know, all these people want to look at you and say, hey, evil sales guy, but they're not willing to go out and put themselves on the line. They're, it's easier to talk the trash in the office. And I promise you, the people that you think are your friends in the office are the people who are talking the most amount of trash. And once you find out, you know, the people who are causing the most amount of problems for you, whether it's a coworker or manager or business owner, it's demoralizing. It's one of those things where you're like, really? I thought we were friends. One of the reasons why you need motivation in sales is because for the most part, the people that you think are your friends are not your friends. The world has a dislike for salespeople. And then that's because, unfortunately, there are some scumbags in, in my industry. There's scumbag, there's there's scumbags in your industry. There's scumbags in every industry, and they make it bad for the buyer. And part of this is a self-fulfilling prophecy because the buyers go in to make a purchase, and they're all amped up based upon previous experiences. And then it becomes a battle for you as a salesperson to deal with somebody who already has a preconceived notion about who you are and what you're going to do because of your title at a company. You know, the thing to remember is spending money is emotional. Making money is emotional. Spending money is emotional. There's time, energy, and effort put into making money. There's time, energy, and effort put into spending money. And so people act differently than they normally would. I have seen people get wrapped up a over 100 bucks, uh, more so than I've seen people get wrapped up over $50,000. And it's, it's really weird to watch sometimes how people relate their life to their income but it happens. And so you need, you need to inoculate yourself against this. You need to have like a motivation vitamin. You need to have like a motivation energy drink. Uh, but it really does happen. You have to, you have to stay motivated for what's going on. You know, there's lots of ways for you to be discouraged. Deals go sideways. It doesn't matter what industry you're in, deals go sideways. You can have somebody who is the nicest person on the planet and one little thing goes wrong and they're, they're turned into a demon and they do everything they can to take you down. Bad reviews, phone calls to the office, phone calls to the manager, phone calls to the regional office, emails to the, to the head person of the department. You know, you thought that this person was your friend and you thought that you built really good rapport. Nope, nope. You know, something went really sideways. Now they're not even going to give you the opportunity. And as time moves on, people, it just seems that people are less willing to take a mistake before they move on and before they just like, hey, I'll just go find some other vendor. And then the process starts all over again. Cancellations. You know, there are times where people want to unwind deals. There are times where people don't want your product or service. There are times where somebody got to them and and said, hey, don't go with that guy or that girl. Go with my buddy. Go with my pal. Go with my friend. And, you know, you can't count money in a bank until you get the check. And in some industries, that doesn't even matter because sometimes, depending upon your industry, they may come after your commissions if somebody cancels uh, and they paid you premiums in advance. When I was in insurance, that would happen to me. You know, I had a pretty good sized deal go through and then uh, deal got unwound and I got unpaid, <laughs> whatever way you want to call it. And that hurt a lot because I needed the money at that time in my life. You know, there's the, the complaints about your product and service online. You know, there's always that one guy or that one girl that did not use the product like they were supposed to. They didn't follow the rules. And now it's your fault because they couldn't follow the rules. So now they go to 
whatever source or platform that's out there and they complain as much as they can. You know, they got the loud megaphone now as a consumer and gosh darn it, they're going to take everything out on you, even if it wasn't your fault. People can have problems in their personal life and take it out on you. There's plenty of times where when I was doing in-home sales, I was the brunt of the punishment because the husband and the wife or the husband and the significant other or the two people were fighting over who knows what. And then I just happened to walk into the door and I complicated their life. You know, they didn't like nobody wakes up and wants to buy a heating and air unit. I know that like nobody wants to buy a roof. It's not like the most exciting thing. Like I would love to go out and buy a car is way different than I would love to go out and buy a roof. I would love to go out and buy some concrete. Like nobody thinks that way for some, for products. And so if you're walking into uh, a money issue where somebody has to spend money and you know, this works with plumbers too. Someone walks in and they're like, all right, you need a new main line for the front of your house. And it's like five, 10, 15, $20,000. The people are like, that was my money to go somewhere. I had to get an implant for a tooth because one of my, one of the, the roots of my teeth had cancer on it. So they had to, to pull that thing out. It cost eight grand to get an implant because it was a front tooth. So they had to build a false like I wasn't mad at the doctor. I wasn't mad at the dentist. It was disappointing because that was my money to go to Tahiti. That was money that I had earmarked to go watch the Billabong Pro, right? They got this amazing wave out uh, and they call it Chopu. It's spelt Teahapu, but they call it Chopu. I'm going to go off on a tangent here. And in August, every year in Tahiti, they have the Billabong Pro. And this, it's like a raging party and I've always wanted to go. And the money that I had set aside had to go to purchasing a tooth because I was doing presentations at the time. And the, the people who had me doing the presentations in no way were going to let me do a presentation without a front tooth. I mean, it was very visible. So, I mean, like there's ways to get discouraged because when you lose a deal, there's things you're like, I had this thing planned. I was going to go do this. This was going to be fantastic. It was going to be the coolest thing. And, you know, once again, money's emotional. I put in time. I put in effort, I put in energy, and now it just got crumpled up and thrown away. And like, you can't go to the bank with, I put in time, effort, and energy. You can't go to your manager and go like, look, I understand my closing rate is low, but I put in time, effort, and energy. They're like, you know, I don't really want to hear that. I want to see the numbers. I want to see results. So it is easy to get discouraged. There are ways to stay motivated. And the people that you associate, that's one of them. You know, find the people who are going to encourage you. Your true friends are the people who are going to be there for you in your worst. Your true friends are going to be there for the people that that are going to be the people there that are, when you're at your best. You know, it's usually at your worst where you find out who your friends are and who the frauds are. And it's usually when you're at your best that everybody's patting you on your back. There is a danger with some of this with Operation Time Suck, meaning it is easy to get caught up in doing other things and actually taking action. And I, I will find YouTube videos that are very inspiring to me. And one of them is a, a deaf chick that plays the ukulele in One America's Got Talent. And she's got a really good voice and she's able to sing. But, you know, sometimes when I'm really struggling, I'll go watch that video. I'll go watch some of the people who've got really good stories on, on that type of show, like the America's Got Talent Every country's got their own version of Got Talent. There's Britain's Got Talent, Australia's Got Talent. There's the X Factor, American Idol, The Voice. I mean, you could go down the list, but you know, if you if you go find and search for inspirational moments on any of those shows, there's always somebody who's got an amazing story and an amazing backstory and they're able to make things happen. And I think that it's important to go through that emotional range and remind yourself that you're not the only person going through what's being gone through. There's podcasts. You know, there's some really good podcasts out there that are very good and very motivational. I have a, a list of probably four or five different things that if I'm really struggling, I'll go listen to it. 
And it's talking about like when you get knocked down, you got to get back up. I mean, that's going to be the main theme of just about any one of these podcasts or these videos or anything you pay attention to. You know, there was a, a time in my life where I got made fun of a lot because of my speech problem. And then as soon as I got done getting fun of being made fun of a lot because of my speech problem, I got made fun of because of my, my weight problem. And then got some social anxiety and then I got made fun of for having social anxiety. Like you could go down this list for anybody and say that there's reasons why you got to get motivated. I mean, today... Uh, real deal. I didn't want to get out of bed, but I knew I had to record an episode or two or three of the how to sell show and get my video out for, for my, my YouTube channel. I did not want to break an agreement that I made with a friend. You know, uh, there's a woman, she's a good friend of mine. Her name's coach Deb. She wrote the first book on Twitter and I told her what my goals were for the beginning of the year. She told me what her goals were. And we both made a commitment to hold each other accountable and every week we check in and I can't, I can't tell my accountability buddy that I didn't do my job, you know? So there's one way to be motivated is have an accountability buddy so that you, you, uh, can't go to them and say, Hey, I didn't do what I promised that I was going to do. And part of them is your stories. I mean, you think back of where you've come from and the things that you've been through and how you've gotten there and every person that has told you, you couldn't do it. I keep testimonials that people have given me and text messages in a file for like there, there are days that I struggle. I'm not always on top. You know, there's, you see me in my videos, you, you hear me on my podcast. I'm usually happy. I've, I've got my bad moments too. I've, I've got my issues. I am not a perfect person. You know, I make mistakes and sometimes it may come across that like I, I'm preaching at people and I, I just, I've seen so many salespeople struggle and not have good advice out there that I've made it a big point in my life to come up with as much content to help people so they don't have to, to go through the struggle. Uh, so it's easier to find some sort of motivation. The last call you're on isn't the next call that you're going to be on. You I mean, you could have had the worst potential buyer on the last call, but the next one could be amazing. And if you take out your problems on your next buyer from your last problem client, it's not fair to them and it's not fair to you. It's not a sales call. It's a performance. I, I, I love uh, acoustic music, right? Uh, I've got a hearing problem. So sometimes really loud noises freak me out. I do get anxiety from it. Because um, I can't, I can't hear certain hertzes. I can't hear certain uh, voices. Um, there's certain noises I can't hear. So when people talk to me, it's like if you take out certain levels of their voice, I can't hear it. Well, the same thing happens with music. I can't always hear uh, loud music. I can't always, you know, check out what's going on. You, you'll watch some of these performers who are musicians and. Not all of their performances are perfect, but the next night they go out to the next town and they're like, welcome Sacramento. And then tomorrow they're like, welcome San Jose. And then the next day they're like, welcome San Diego or Los Angeles. I'm just going down the West Coast here. But they, they, they know that like the last performance isn't their, their only performance. They've got more in them. The great news for you is most salespeople are lazy. Like your competition realistically is not 100% of your field in the world of your industry. I'm going to say it's probably closer to 30, maybe 25%. That's who, that's who you're competing against. Um, the bottom 65% of people are price matchers or discounters, and they're not ever really going to be good at what they do. And I don't mean that to be mean. I just mean, statistically speaking, that they, they, they really don't belong in sales. They probably got hired by a likable manager who got his job because he was a likable person and not because he or she had skills. It's because that they were a people pleaser and they put a people pleaser in the position of uh, management or a boss. And then they hired and duplicated themselves. Know that burnout is real. You know, you do get burned out just like I get burned out. There are times where you, you have to 
you know, take some time off. There's times where you have to do some things um, to go see a therapist, to go see a doctor. It's one of those things where as soon as you get things off your chest, sometimes things get easier. You know, you're going to find that it's important for you to stay motivated in the world of sales if you really want to be a closer. And that motivation's got to come from you. Thanks for checking out this episode of the How to Sell Show. You can join the party at howtosell.live to get the show notes, links, updates on new episodes, recordings of previous episodes, articles, as well as videos. You may not know this sales secret, but sharing this episode with a friend will bring you good luck. See you soon. Mahalo.